I just want to invest in people that really want to be the best that they can be. Hello, everyone. This is Todd Screamer. I've got the lovely mom boss, Robin Lavasser. Lovely. Always with the lovely. Jim Reed. Yeah, I gave you a title now. Uh, we're doing a quick, a quick Be Your Best series for our past clients, people that have used us in the past for mortgages. Thank you very much. Um, and we'd like to, uh, we're doing one called Annual Financial Awareness. And we've got three quick topics that we should be thinking about on an annual base, basis and double checking. Um, I know for me, um, you know, a little different because I've got people that do this, but my CFO and my head of legal, we sit down every single year and we go through these topics and others that we have listed here. So one of them is insurance. Are we properly insured? Are we overly insured? Uh, that's could be life insurance. That could be your homeowners. Do, do you need an umbrella policy? Things like that. You're looking at your mortgage and then also looking at your overall investment risk, which is always a hot topic depending on how old we are and how much risk we should be taking. So um, we're going to spatter this around. Robin, you're looking at me crazy, am I? <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, it's like we're mortgage guys and we're going to talk to these, these are past clients about these other financial services. So, guys, what we want to do is tell you how we think about it. Right. Yeah. We're regular Joes who have run a household just like you. We've had the luxury of, of meeting with some smart people. We wanted to pass on some tips we've learned to that with. Obviously, we have nothing to sell. So these are this is just tips that I would give my brother and my sister kind of thing, um, because there's no product for us to sell to you. So don't call us to try to buy life insurance. We don't do that. Yeah. Just <laughs> disclaimer. We're not insurance agents, CPAs, financial advisors. We're attorneys. We're crystal clear on all of that. What we're really wanting to do is, and this is funny for me personally, and I'm going to, I'm going to make myself, you know, talk and sit down with his CFO and his attorney. But for me, this is what I called through the years, becoming more of an adult. For me, it was about adulting yeah. and just being more aware, but it really did take some leadership because I don't think these are dinner table topics normally. And you're yeah. very few households. I've really learned that for my own children to give this to my children. This isn't a topic that comes up every night at the dinner table or that somebody touches you on. And so it really does take generally a peer to peer or maybe a great boss or leader or somebody to bring it up. So we thought we'd bring it to you as, hey, can, can we give you some tips that somebody luckily shared with us over the years exactly. that we think would add value? Yeah. I, I want to give a counter disclaimer. <laughs> My counter disclaimer is this, because I see this happen to people a lot. Um, be careful who you decide to take this these topics to. And what I mean by that is, um, let's say that I, I suddenly decide I'm going to get in great physical shape um, you know, I'm I'm going to go to someone who's in great physical shape and has been doing it for a long time and probably teaches it or something like that. I'm not going to go to my, I don't know, my buddy who is 50 pounds overweight and has never worked out in his life and ask him what I should do. Just someone who used to could. Yes. So be, I think when you have these sidebar conversations, I think it's really important that, that you purposely seek out someone who is really good in that area and know that they're good and so that you can easily accept advice. So, uh, Jimmy, let's start with you, you wanted to cover what insurance? Insurance. Um, yes. I want to tell you what I've investigated and what I've learned around insurance, because listen, as soon as you like when, you, when I was younger in my 20s, insurance, huh, right? I mean, I didn't have any kids, wasn't married. What do I need insurance for? If I die, I'm dead. 
what do I, you know, what do I need insurance for? And, and I only had car insurance because they made me. And I didn't have any assets to protect and I didn't have any money in the bank. And, and then all of a sudden you start to, you wake up and you got a job and you're starting to save money in a 401k. And then you start to have some things that you'd rather not lose. And so the insurance topic comes up and it always felt to me weird. Like I was always, insurance feels to me like someone's getting over on me. That's how I always feel. So I've done a lot of investigations. So I'm going to give you some rules of thumb. If I step out of line, Todd or, or, or Robin, you can feel free to, to comment. Um, but the, the insurance that I want to talk about, like when it comes to homeowners insurance, if you have a lender, they're going to tell you what the minimum requirements are. You got to get that much. When it comes to car insurance, you know, it's pretty much what it's going to be. There's not a lot of money to be saved there. Um, and uh, so, I, so setting that insurance aside, I want to talk about life insurance in particular. So um, there's, to me, there's two kinds of life insurance. There's term life insurance, which is cheap and is exactly what it sounds like. If you die, an insurance policy is paid to whoever you, whoever your heir is or whoever you designated on the, on the policy. With, so that's term. Everything else when it comes to life insurance tread very lightly and proceed with caution because there's whole life and universal life. Can you explain what term means just in case people don't know? Term means that life insurance for a specific period of time that has a start date and an end date. And during that time, if you die, your heirs get a chunk of money. That's term insurance. It might be a 15 year term policy. Yeah. And yeah. that means for 15 years, yes. you're covered for a certain amount of money. Right. So what I like to recommend or what I do is 20-year term and I redo it every five years. 20-year term, redo it every five years because every five years when you sit down and look at your wealth, it will be different and it needs to be reanalyzed. And then you let that policy die at five years and you get a new one. So redo it every five years. And the way you pick the amount is you add up some lines. So the first thing is how much debt do you have? Mortgage, cars, credit card, wherever your debt is, that's the first line. Because when you pass, if you're married, you want your spouse to be able to pay off all the debt. So that's the first line. The second line is add up how much college is going to cost. So how many kids you have times 25000 a year. So a hundred grand for four years. Unless they're really smart, double it. <laughs> if they're really smart, double it. If they're not, 25 if they are 50 grand a year for, for kids. So if you have two kids, I needed 400,000. I had a mortgage of 400,000. I had car payments of 50 and 50. That was 500,000. I had two kids. So that was another 400,000. So I was at 900,000 in life insurance I needed to buy. Does that make sense, Todd? Now, the last one is how much money did my spouse need to live on per month to spend? So for us, it was 15000 a month. That's a lot. So it could have been, let's say it was 10000 a month. So 10000 a month because she'd be debt-free. She would not have to save for college. She wouldn't have to save for anything. And she needed 10000 a month to spend on the bills and go on vacations. And she couldn't work. And so it was 10000 a month. So for every million in the bank, we did some math, talked to a financial planner. We thought for every million in the bank, we could get 4000 a month without touching the principal for every million in the bank. So she needed 10000 a month to spend. So we needed $2.5 million. 
plus the 900,000. I already told you how to add up. So we needed three and a half million for term. So you go out at 40 years old, you buy a three and a half million dollar policy. You'd be surprised. It ain't that much money. It's really not that much money per month. Term is cheap. It's and not it's that much money every month, right? It's a, it's a set amount of money. Set it's amount. Like, it doesn't it change. It to go up. Yep. Now, Just like a mortgage. Right. So that's my basic advice, Todd. The thing I want you to watch out for is when you have that much money, if your family's about like mine, when you go in to buy the insurance, the insurance person is going to, eyebrows are going to raise up. It's your first worry. And they're going to talk to you about whole life and universal life. And they're going to try to explain it, but they won't be able to explain it very well because it's very complicated. And so then I asked one time, how much do you make on universal life? It got very quiet because the commission on those for the insurance people is very big because it's not great life insurance. It's a great tool for them to make money. So you got to watch out for that program. Now, if you are one of our past clients and you want to talk to me about it, reach out. But the simplest advice is don't do those kind of policies at all. Do term, renew it every five years, and use that simple program I gave you to determine how much you need. It will protect your family. You like it, Todd? Was that good? Really well said. Really right. well said. Um, yeah, I think, I think for, for 99% of people listening to this, Exactly what you said is exactly right. So very well done. I love that. Awesome. Uh, Robin, what do we annual mortgage review? What, tell us what that's about. Yeah, well, I, and I'm gonna I'm gonna piggyback real quick on what Jimmy said. You know, Jimmy did the life insurance, but I will tell you, auto insurance. Always be aware of your choices. It's not that you have to choose, but I think sometimes in our mind we're like, what's the minimum and the cheapest? And you don't know until you need it. And I'll give you an example. My son got in a small little fender bender in his truck. And luckily we did full coverage on everything because I have triplets. So I had three 16 year old drivers all at once. Very fun. Wow. Um, and we went for the maximum insurance. And we did that because it was not that much money more. I mean, I think literally $30 a month. I'm not trivializing money, but just not that much more. And he got in a tiny little fender bender, which is bound to happen on his way to school. And I'm talking tiny, no damage to his car, barely damage to the other. And the, the woman that he hit sued us yeah. And one for $20,000 that insurance covered, luckily. She sued us for 55000 I say that not to make you cynical on the world, but this is as we adult, as we acquire a home, as we have cars that we're driving, we do have to be covered appropriately. Yeah. And I think sometimes you want to hop online and just get the easiest, fastest, don't talk to anybody. I would say get in a relationship with your insurance agent, get in a wow, relationship with your really insurance agent, get in, get in a relationship with your lender so that you have somebody that you trust that's giving you advice. Hey. I'm not a doctor, so I wouldn't give you medical advice, but I'm in lending, so I love to give lending advice. So let's How funny about- is it? How funny is it that she has triplets, right? And the, there's two girls and a guy. And the guy's the one that got in the wreck because in insurance, they always charge more insurance for the teenage boys. And there it is proven. You know why? It's because boys don't mature till they're like 40. Oh, I'm 25 or something. Oh, look at that. Tap the brakes, Turbo. Okay, here we go. Blow, blow. So here's what I would say about mortgage. You know, it seems kind of funny to look at your mortgage, especially if you refinanced or purchased in the last couple of years because you're thinking, I got the lowest rate I've ever had. I don't need to do anything. 
And here's what I would challenge is that everything that you are investing in financially, and a home is a financial investment, insurance is actually a financial investment, you know, your own 401k, all of those things, you should be looking at at a minimum annually and seeking some additional advice. And so what I would say to that is that sometimes people will struggle. I talked to a, a gentleman the other day, and he's really, really struggling. He's at a different point in life. His his wife happened to have passed away. So he's a widow. He's a past client of ours. He has a really low rate and he's on a 15-year loan. Mm. Really low rate, 15-year loan. Doesn't want to give it up. But because his wife passed suddenly 20 years before she should, he is all of a sudden on a different income bracket without his wife. And he is stressed all of a sudden about holding on to their family home. It needs some repairs. There's all these things. But in his mind, he had said, I don't want to give up that rate. And he was seeking advice from some people saying, I don't want to give up that rate. And the truth is, we looked at everything. We took him into a 30-year fixed. Rates are not bad. We got the money out to do the stuff. He put $600 a month, even with a higher rate, back into his monthly budget. And we achieved the goals that he needed to, to get the house in a place where he ultimately could be there forever if he chose to. And so what I would say to that is that there are moments when we, when a mortgage advisor would look at something and say, you don't need to touch this. Now that I've reviewed all your goals and all the things, I talked to a borrower the other day and they said, I'm in a, I'm in an FHA loan and I don't want mortgage insurance forever. So I want to refinance. And they were this close to signing on the dotted line with somebody else. And I said, let's talk about it. And I was telling you to live there, all those things. And what really came of it was they want to move in the next two years In the next two years. Mm-hmm. It probably doesn't make sense to refinance. They don't want to keep that house. It doesn't make sense. But somebody would would shiny object them into a refi. And so it's not just doing an annual mortgage review. It's doing it with somebody that you trust to tell you the truth and ask you questions that make you think about your entire financial picture, not just right now, but one year, two year, maybe even five years, 10 years down the road, because that's really when you're going to be able to not be told what to do, but to make a decision yourself based on your scenario. That's good stuff. Very good. Very good. Uh, Guys, my job is to cover the investment side. I'm going to make this pretty quick and I'm probably going to surprise you. Um, I have spent hundreds of hours studying personal investing. I am a very, very accomplished personal investor. Um, I've had financial coaches for over 20 years. So I, this is my subject. Like, I love it. Um, but I'm not going to give you a lot of advice. Um, I will tell you one quick story. I'm going to give you two resources. The story is, I have a family member came to me about 10 years ago and uh, had $600,000 invested in municipal bonds. Ooh. Just so you know, these municipal bonds were paying about one and a half percent. The problem with that is, is that inflation alone is three or four percent a year. So her assets were actually going backwards. Those assets have continued to go backwards. This family member revisited me. I, I told her what to do, offered to help her handhold her through it. She refused. It's OK. Not my money. It's OK. Um When I met with her about two years ago, this is before the market rallied, right? This last couple of years. So this is before that. I did the math on what I originally told her to do with that 600,000 10 years ago. That money would have grown to 2.8 million. And I proved it to her by showing her... (laughs) 
the investments that had went up and applied it to the 600,000. So um, what you invest in is very, very important. In general, people are undereducated and way too risk averse because they don't understand. So how do we understand? Well, I'm going to give you two books. I've read, I don't know how many financial books, lots and lots. These are my two favorites, bar none. Uh, one is, I got to pull it up here, The Little Book of Common Sense Investing by John Bogle. The Little Book of Common Sense Investing by John Bogle. It is a short book with lots of facts and figures. John Bogle is the founder of Vanguard. Vanguard is one of the largest investment firms in the world. He, is, he writes it very plainly. It's in plain English. The charts and all that are easy to understand. The other book, um, Tony Robbins did two books on finances. I, I didn't pull it up. I, one of them is like 18 page, 1,800 yeah, so pages thick, dude. Get the, the, the most recent Tony Robbins book on personal finances. The first book he wrote was super, super thick. And then he rewrote it, and it's much better. Both books are great, but um, one's just shorter and easier to understand. Mm. Um, you can also get those books on audio. You can order them on Amazon. Um, but take some time and invest in yourself. And that, that's really what I'll, so I don't want to tell you how to invest, um, but really to, what do they say, teach you to fish. Like if you read those two books and you met with someone later on that was a licensed professional, and you, hey, this is what I understand. This is what I don't understand. It's your money. Protect it, right? Mm-hmm. And and learn to allow it to grow. Remember what I said, people are undereducated, which is not necessary. And it, it only takes these two books. So it's not like a you need 15 years. And it's years. called Money Master the Game, Todd. Money Master money the Game. Money Master the Game by Tony Robbins. Ooh, and the second thing is they're way too risk averse, which causes them to lose money because of inflation. Okay. So guys, it's just, we're doing this to give back to our past clients because you gave back to us. A lot of you guys have returned to us over and over again for mortgages. We are here across the country. We can do loans in 47 states and we will take care of your friends, your family, whether they want to buy a house or refinance a house. Okay. So we are here for you. Your, your son needs to buy a house. We're here for that one too. Okay. I want to thank Jim Reed. I want to thank Robin for being on here. I hope you guys appreciate this. These are short little tidbit videos that you guys can get into and feel free to give us some comments on it. Thanks, guys. Have a great month. Thanks, Jim. Thanks, Robin. See you guys. If you liked this episode of the Be Your Best series with Todd Screema, make sure to register for new episode notifications at www.beyourbestseries.com. And don't forget to leave a five-star review and share this series with someone you want to be their best. Send an email with any questions or comments to beyourbest at summitfunding.net. Summit Funding, Inc., NMLS ID 3199, Equal Housing Opportunity, www.nmlsconsumeraccess.org.